Hey guys, Kyle Brock, Kyle Brills on a podcast episode number 99. So next week or the week after, depending on what I do with 100. You know, looking to hopefully maybe get some people on to talk. Um, do some different segments, looking back on past predictions, stuff like that. But we'll have something good for episode 100 today. Really draft talk and offseason NBA. You know, it's kind of a down year. We're going to do my way too early NFL top 16 power rankings and then we're going to do my way too early uh 2023-2024 Premier League table predictions where I have everyone finishing 1 through 20 then we're going to get some NBA uh, NBA offseason talk we're going to have headlines and discussions and then we're going to go buying or selling some latest rumors um that have been going on amongst the NBA and then we're going to go NBA draft reactions kind of kind of skim through the first round and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna list my three best drafts, who I thought teams that I thought had the best, and then three of the worst, and then my three personal favorites, not counting the best drafts because I do like, I do love the drafts that are the three best. But I'm gonna go some other personal, three other personal favorites of mine, and then we're gonna get a combat sports at the end today to close it. Uh, we'll talk talk a little boxing. We've got a couple headlines there, some MMA topics. Uh, we'll react to UFC Fight Night, Emmett Taporia. What's next for some fighters on those cards? On that card, um, we'll take an early look at some uh, pay-per-views, uh, upcoming pay-per-views as well. But let's get into my way-too-early NFL Top 16 power rankings. So what, NFL season starts, what, September? So we're in late June, almost to July. So we're about, you know, I'd say a little under two and a half months out. So this is still way too early in my opinion. Um, but let's get into it. At number one, I'm going to go with the defending Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you know, I know they lost Juju, but, you know, Kadarius Toney's going to be in that offense now for a full offseason. I love their – I love Pacheco and uh, Jarek McKinnon. They obviously still have Kelsey. I think that defense is going to be better, uh, especially just all those young guys getting valuable experience by playing in a Super Bowl and a deep – and a, you know, going on a deep playoff run to win it. It's valuable experience. I think their defense is going to be a lot better um, – this year, uh, overall wise, uh, two's Philadelphia. You could argue they have the best roster in football. Um, they're still, in my opinion, you know, undoubtedly the favorites. I would say that if you had to say which is more likely, the Eagles get back to the Super Bowl or the Chiefs, it's easily the Eagles because the NFC is so much weaker, and I think they're just that much more superior than the NFC teams. Chiefs, you got teams like the Bengals, the Bills. Uh, the Jets, the Jags, the Chargers, Dolphins, Browns, Ravens, Broncos. I mean, t- stacked AFC. Um, but I'm going to go Eagles at 2-3. I'm going to go the Bengals. Uh, I think they still have, you know, one of the two best wide receiver duos in the NFL in Higgins and Chase, you know, a Hill and Waddle argument for sure. Um, Joe Burrow, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I just, you know, I just, you know, we'll see what happens with Joe Mixon, but, you know, I just I really like the Bengals a lot. Four, I'm going to go New York Jets. Uh, people call me crazy. I'm high on the Jets. Uh, I think uh, they have one of the best defenses in football, arguably already the best corner in football. A lot of good weapons on the outside, two good running backs, solid O-line. What were they missing last year? Well, they played Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White at quarterback. Well, now you have Aaron Rodgers, who, yes, is coming off a subpar year, but also with a team that wasn't very good, in my opinion, the Green Bay Packers. Um yeah, I, I think the New York Jets can be really good this year. Uh, 
I think they're undoubtedly Super Bowl contenders already. Um, I'm, I think Rodgers still has two, maybe even three more years left of being very good. Um, I don't think last year was like a you watch Rodgers and you're like, oh, my God, he's diminished. No, I just think the team around him was poor. It was a poor team. Um, you know, you went with Alan Lazard as your number one and then Christian Watson, a rookie, as your two. You know, now he yeah, he still has Alan Lazard, but now he's got Garrett Wilson, who's already a stud. He's got Nicole Hardman for that speed. Um, they got Brees Hall and Michael Carter at running back. Well, maybe not Michael Carter. I got to check that because I think somebody might have said that Michael Carter's on the team. I don't know. But they for sure have Brees Hall. Um, if they have Michael Carter, that's a great running back duo. They can, you know, they have an unreal defense on the other side. I love the Jets. Bills at five. Going to be interesting. I think, you know, they're going to give James Cook a really good chance to be the number one. They obviously brought in Damian Harris as well, but I think they're going to give James Cook the chance. Can he be the guy? Uh, and Josh Allen, still Josh Allen's got to cut down on the, the costly red zone turnovers, but Josh Allen's still an unbelievable football player. Six, I'm going with the 49ers, and some people might say, you know, could you have them higher? It's just, I understand it's a quarterback for in the offense. I'm not completely sold on Brock Purdy. I don't know what's going on with Trey Lance. The only guy that's healthy right now is Sam Darnold. Can I trust him? I don't know. The Niners are talented for sure, all around talented. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see though. You know, I think they they want three quarterbacks in the roster because I mean, you know, look at happened last year. Lance got hurt, Purdy got hurt, Josh Johnson got hurt, Purdy came back in the game, couldn't throw. They're going to keep three quarterbacks. It's just, will trade Lance or stay on the roster? Could he be traded? Who knows? I'm going the Dallas Cowboys at seven. I think they improved offensively. Um, the, only, the only thing you could say is, you know, they got worse at tight end. Um, for sure, proven-wise, yes. Schultz is much more proven than the three guys we have. Young tight ends, Ferguson, um, Hendershot, and the rookie from Michigan. Can't even really can't remember his name, honestly. But uh, I think Jake Ferguson is going to be a stud at tight end. Really good athlete. Um, I think he's going to be just fine. And then you add Brandon Cooks, um, who, you know, has played on some bad Texans teams. But Brandon Cooks is still a really good wide receiver, and I think he's going to be huge for us. Tony Pollard getting the bulk of the carries now I think is going to be huge. Can his body hold up will be the big question. Uh, they improved at corner, getting Stephon Gilmore. They brought back Van Der Esch. They still have Micah Parsons, who in my opinion is the best defensive player in football. Um, so I think the Cowboys are going to be just fine. I think the, I don't think they'll win the division because I think the Eagles are still better. I don't think it's a wide, wide gap, but it's a gap. It, it's a it's a wide gap, in my opinion, right now. Until proven otherwise, the Eagles have to be stated that they're the best team in the NFC by a, mar- by a decent margin because, I mean, they're just that – they're talented. Eight, I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, won their division last year at, what, 9-8, and eight, uh, won a playoff game and a massive comeback. Trevor Lawrence, you know, writes a – a, a, you know, it was the first half was like, oh my goodness, this is a this is a nightmare for his first playoff game. But then he f- turns it around, and I love Doug Peterson. I'm a huge Doug Peterson believer. I think his he's an offensive wizard. They add Calvin Ridley. They kept Evan Ingram. I think the offense is going to be unreal. I think the Jaguars will fight because I mean, let's be honest, you're not you know it's it's you know it's rare you say okay, a team's definitely going to win six games in their they're going to win all six games in their division. Well, they have the Texans, Titans, and Colts. Colts and Texans with rookie quarterbacks and the Titans with really a not great roster. Um, obviously still Derrick Henry, but, you know, not great at wide receiver. Ryan Tannehill, I think he's winding down. Um, they could win six games in their division. I think that they could be an 11-12 win team this year for sure. Uh, nine, I'm going with, it was a toss-up between the Chargers and the Dolphins. I went the Chargers because I trust Herbert more than Tua. Yes, I understand that Tua was having a phenomenal year for sure, but there's the injury concerns. He's going to get hit. How does he react to that? 
Uh, so I'm going to go with the Chargers. They added Quentin Johnson. Wouldn't have went there. I would have went personally uh, Zay Flowers um, or Jordan Addison. But, you know, they went Quentin Johnson. He's kind of the same as Mike Williams in a way. But I think they're going to be really good offensively. I don't love their coach. That's also a concern for me. I like McDan- I like, I like Mike Daniels. Mike McDaniel. No, who is it? What's his name? The uh, Dolphins coach. I like him a lot. I don't love Staley at all. I really don't like him at all. Uh, 10, the Dolphins. Again, they got Jalen Ramsey. Um, if Tua can be healthy, they're going to be a threat. To make the playoffs in the AFC is going to be ridiculous stuff. Let's go through the divisions and count how many teams are, are playoff teams, like our playoff caliber. Okay, so let's go to the AFC. Let's go to the AFC East. Bills, Jets, Dolphins. There's three. Let's go to the uh, Jaguars Division One. Let's go to the North. All four. There's eight. AFC West, three. There's 11. 11 teams vying for seven spots. There's going to be... F- now, again, obviously, you're probably going to get two of those 11 are going to be not very good because that just happens in the NFL, right? Um, but, man, 11 on, on paper before the season, 11 teams vying for that for seven spots. I mean, count the... Who, who's a lock in the NFC? Cowboys, Eagles, uh, 49ers, right? Probably the Saints. And then... Big question marks the rest of the way. Vikings-Lions? Got to prove something to me. Vikings could be bad defensively. Yeah, I think they're going to have a really good offense. Could be bad defensively. Lions still got to prove it to me. Panthers, young quarterback. Uh, Ritter, Baker. You know, Rams, can they be healthy? I'm not sold on Geno. AFC is unbelievably dominant. Uh, so I got Browns at 11. I actually have them right over the Ravens at 12. I think Cleveland's got a really good year. They are a playoff team to me. Right now, if you ask me, I'd say Chiefs win the division, Bengals win the division, Jets win their division, Jaguars win their division, Bills will make the playoffs, Chargers will make the playoffs, and it'll come down to Miami and Cleveland, in my opinion, for that uh, seventh spot. Uh, And then Broncos I have in there at 13, I do think they'll be improved. Um, They will not be as bad as last year. There's no way they can be, in my opinion. I mean, as bad as last year would be, you know, what they win last year, four or five games. There's no way they only win three. Not with Sean Payton. I understand. Coaching's not everything. Russell Wilson has to be good. He will be better. Uh, and then 14 through 16 are NFC teams. Saints, Vikings, Lions. So again, in the, in the NFC, I would say Eagles win their division. Niners win their division. My God, these divisions. Saints and Vikings win their division. So I would have the Cowboys, the Lions, and then... Golly... Rams or Seattle. And I think the Lions are a better team than Seattle and the Rams. I think they have a better roster. I could easily see both of them being better in Detroit, though. Or Yeah, I could easily see Seattle and the Rams being better in Detroit. Okay, Premier League. You know, you don't like soccer? Fuck off. So we're going to go what I, way too early. Again, I'll, I'll have a more updated prediction when the you know, transfers flow in. And the teams are are better, so I'm going. Uh, we'll go. We'll go with the top four. So who do I have in the Premier or in the Champions League positions? I have Man City winning the league again, especially if they get Declan Rice. I don't see how they lose it. I'm going Liverpool two, uh, Manchester United three, and Newcastle four. I'm th- I think Newcastle stays in, especially if they had Tenali. I mean, really could be a scary team. In the Europa League spots, I have Arsenal and Chelsea. 
I think Arsenal takes a little bit of a step back, especially if they don't get Declan Rice and then Caicedo's going to Chelsea. Then they lose out on getting one of their midfielders. I'm going to go Tottenham 7th in the Conference League. I'm going to round out the top 10, Villa 8, Brighton 9, Palace 10. Uh, then I'm going Brentford 11, Burnley up from the championship in 12th, Wolves at 13, Nottingham Forest at 14, Bournemouth at 15, West Ham at 16, and Everton again escaping relegation. And relegated for me, I have Fulham. And then I have Luton and Sheffield. I think they both go back down. Uh, so those are my Premier League uh, predictions. Again, top seven, City, Liverpool, United, Newcastle, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, and then 8-10, through 10, Villa, Brighton, Palace. So let's get into some NBA stuff here. Uh, so Poole was traded to Washington for Chris Paul. Uh, they also got a second and a first. Obviously that first way down the line, but still. Um, not going to lie, this was uh, – I don't know how – I mean, I think it's – when I was reading on Twitter, quite a few people liked it, and that was strange to me. So what's your plan? Your starting five is Chris Paul, Steph Curry, backcourt? And Clay Thompson at the three, who's just, who's aging? And didn't and I, you saw last year, not the same guy defensively. And has become much more of just not as a great, not great, not, not as a great shooter as he once was. And then you run Dray, Wiggins and Draymond or Kaminga? I'm not sold on that at all. I don't like it for the Warriors at all. I do like them getting rid of Jordan Poole. I didn't... You're telling me they couldn't have offered something better than what Phoenix offered for Bradley Beal? Phoenix gave them Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. You're telling me you couldn't have gave up Jordan Poole and, like, Moses Moody in picks? And you're telling me Washington wouldn't have taken that? I don't know. Just weird to me. Weird to me. I don't understand the trade at all for Golden State. I don't think it helps them. I'm, I mean, I think they're probably around the same who they are. They're 6-7 seed right now. Obviously a long way to go, but that's weird. So, okay, again, I, on Twitter, I did not like the Kristaps trade from the beginning. Um, I didn't like giving up Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I like him a lot better than Marcus Smart. So Kristaps goes to Boston, a three-team deal. Boston also got two first. That helps the deal look even better. Marcus Smart to Memphis, and Tyus Jones to D.C. I like this one for Boston. Again, I don't think that makes them like undoubtedly the favorites. We're going to see how it plays out. If Miami gets Dame, they're the favorites. Dame, Jimmy, and Bam, that's the favorites. Kristaps doesn't make you an over-the-top, overwhelming favorite anyway. Over Milwaukee or Cleveland or Philadelphia stays the same. That doesn't make you an overwhelming favorite. I would probably slightly favor them. Depending on what Milwaukee does, it would be between them and Milwaukee, but getting Kristaps doesn't, like... I saw people were just like, they're all now they're coming out of the East. What? Why are they coming out of the East? What has Kristaps ever shown anybody since his Nick days? Since he was a New York Nick, what has he shown anyone that he's, like, that guy? Let's be honest. I like that they got two first in the deal, and I would have much rather give up Marcus Smart than Brogdon, to be completely honest. John Collins was traded to Utah today for Rudy Gobert, Rudy, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gay in two seconds. Yeah, it's whatever. Helps Utah, for sure. I mean, I would take John Collins or Rudy Gay at this point. Um, but it doesn't, like, me saying, doesn't make me guarantee that Utah is going to be a play-in or a playoff team. But I do like the move. 
So the 76ers reportedly, and th- this is reported, this isn't confirmed, and, you know, I don't know if this will ever get confirmed. The 76ers asked Cleveland for Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, and a draft pick for Tobias Harris. If this is true, Daryl Morey should be evaluated. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, like, it's a rumor, and I can't come to grips to think that that was actually an offer they sent when Cleveland had interest in Tobias Harris they were like we want Mobley and Allen what nothing Mobley and Allen that would be trying that would be trying to get Joel Embiid a future potential stud in Evan Mobley and one of the best rim protectors in bargain contracts in Jared Allen in draft picks that's an offer you throw for Joel Embiid if Cleveland was trying to get Embiid that's an offer Tobias Harris not even Tyrese Maxey? Oh my god, somebody check on Daryl Moore if that's true. Why Dame to Miami is a match made in heaven? It just fits, man. The way he he's a he's a hard-nosed player that loves the grind. I'll tell you right now, Dame gets traded to Miami for a package that's around Tyler Hero and some other pieces. And you get Dame, Jimmy, and Bam. They would be my favorites. I don't want to say clear because that's a strong word, not even have free agency started yet. They would be my strong favorites, though, to come out of the East. They would be. They just would be. So let's go buying or selling some latest rumors. Suns plan to keep Aiden. I'm selling that. I don't think they will. They need depth. And they can't do it in free agency unless they get, like, four really good role players to take the veterans minimum. I think they move Aiden. Kings could land Draymond. I'm buying that they're interested in him. I'm selling that they could land him. He's going to go back to Golden State. Let's just be really honest about it. 76ers make or make their number one priority or 70 76ers top priority is to keep James Harden. I'm buying that because I don't think there's anybody else they could get that would that could get you the level of James Harden. The only way that they would lose him, or the only way they, if they could lose him but land a really good sign and trade, you know, that could be an option, but their top priority has to be to keep him. Uh, Paul George available in trade talks. I'm buying that. I mean, <laughs> I've been saying it forever. I'd trade both. I know they can't trade both, but yeah, I buy that. And Hawks want to land Siakam. Well, yeah, what team doesn't? So I'm going to buy that because what, what, can, what team that wants to contend doesn't want Pascal Siakam, right? So I'm going to buy that for sure. NBA draft reactions. So let's start out. Um, 2023 NBA draft. I'll, uh, I'll grade. Oh, no, let's just go through. Let's just go through, and I'll tell you what picks. One through six, I loved. Victor Wimbaniyama, obviously. Brandon Miller, loved it. Scoot loved it. Amenasur, Anthony Black loved the top six. Koulibaly was interesting. Really high upside guy. He's probably not going to come into the NBA and contribute right away. He's going to contribute on the defensive end. Offensively, he's real raw. He's got a lot of developing to do. But I think Indiana's looking at, or not Indiana, Washington's looking at it as now we're in a long rebuild. I think that's the way they're looking at it. Indiana got Drace Walker. I would have went Taylor Hendricks, who was just after him, but I don't mind Drace Walker. He wasn't one of my favorite prospects, but I don't mind it. I love the Jazz getting Taylor Hendricks at nine. 
Jet How- 10 through 12 were questionable. Cason Wallace at 10 to Oklahoma City. Jet Howard at 11 to Orlando. And Derek Lively at 12 to the Th- Dallas. Interesting. Grady fell a little farther than I thought. 13 to the Raptors. Love Jordan Hawkins at 14 to the Pelicans. Um, I love the Lakers pick, Hutchfino. Uh, Rockets with a steal of Cam Whitmore. Love the Nets back-to-back picks. Clowney and Whitehead, two real upside guys. And I think Clowney could play for you right away. Uh, Chris Murray to Portland, love that one. I uh, love Charlotte getting Nick Smith Jr. at 27. And Indiana, or Denver, getting Julian Strother at 29. Great pick. And Charlotte getting James Najee at 31. Upside. So let's go through my best drafts. So my three best drafts. At number three, I have the Charlotte Hornets. I loved Brandon Miller to them. I understand people think Scoot's a better prospect. I would agree. I don't think it's that much of a difference, though, prospect-wise. I think I had Scoot, Scoot and him were level for me. And I think Brandon Miller fits a lot better with LaMelo Ball than Scoot would. Brandon Miller will not need the ball to be ball-dominant to be good. Scoot does, in my opinion. Then they got Nick Smith Jr. at 27. Incredible value for a guy that I had as a top uh, top 15, top 16 prospect. Incredible value there. Uh, and then James Najee at 31. A guy that I thought was a top 25, top 20 talent. And then Amari Bailey at 41. I had him at the, my, my last mock draft. Had him going at the end of the first round. I love their draft. Uh, Jazz at 2. Um, Taylor Hendricks at 9. I had him as the 5th best overall prospect in the draft. They got him at 9. Love that for them. Keontae, you know, again... I'm not super high, but at 16, it's not bad. I, you know, people, if he would have went like 10 to 12, could have got dicey there. I don't think 16 is that bad. And then I love Bryce Sensible at 28. I think that was a real steal, good value pick there by them. Number one, they only had two picks, but uh, it was easily the two. They had a Men Thompson at four, who I had it going the whole time at four. And then they got Cam Whitmore at 20, who I had as a top 11 guy. A steal for the Houston Rockets. They buy. They had the best draft easily. Three worst drafts. Number three, Magic. Not because Anthony Black, but Jet Howard. I had Jet Howard as a late first rounder. You took him with Grady Dick, Cam Whitmore, Keontae George, and Jalen Hutchinson on the board. That was a reach to me taking Jet Howard. Hawks took Kobe Bufkin, again a guy that I thought was a late. I had late first round, early second round, with Cam Whitmore and Hutchinson on the board. I think those would have been two much better picks. Uh, for the Hawks. Miami, Hami Hawkwas. Really? I had him as a mid-second? With Cam Whitmore, Noah Clowney, Derek Whitehead, Chris Murray, and Julian Strother on the board. That was the worst draft. And that was their only pick. And I had Gary gave them the worst draft. My three personal favorites at three. I'm going to go Scoot Henderson just because I think he's so exciting. I love his game. I really like Chris Murray too. And a guy they got in round three at 43, Ryan Report from uh, France. I think he has a ton of upside as well. I love that one. Uh, Nets, again, one of my favorites. Uh, Clowney at 21. Then they go Derek Whitehead at 22. Derek Whitehead has the talent to be a top 10 guy, top seven pick. Didn't work out for him. Duke really, you know, had some injuries and stuff. I think it's a steal. And then, obviously, I'm going to go with them because they took Jalen Wilson at 51, and I love Jalen. I'm happy he was drafted. Number one is, obviously, personal favorite, the Lakers. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll show you the text of who I said, you know, guys on my board that I wanted. Jalen Hutchfinu, I had as a top uh, 15 prospect. They got him at 17 to fill the point guard need. And a guy that I had as a top 20 prospect, Maxwell Lewis, they got at 40. He was probably the guy I did the most tape on. I just loved his game. 
Uh, he's 40, almost 44% on catch-and-shoot threes, which is huge playing with a LeBron James-led team. That is massive. Um, I thought the Lakers nailed their two picks. Um, Maxwell Lewis was, in my opinion, definitely not. It's like Max Christie. Max Christie was a mid-to-late first-round guy. I thought Maxwell Lewis was a mid-middle of the first round to you know, anywhere from like 15 to 22 guy. And last year I thought Christie was like 25 to 30, and they got him at 39. Uh, great value by the Lakers, and I, I love their draft, and I think Hood is going to be a stud. I like, I love his game, and I was really happy when guys like Buffkin and Keontae George went off before because those are two guys I did not want the Lakers to pick. I'm not a huge fan of Kobe Buffkin. I'm not going to lie. I'm just not. wasn't a fan of his, and I, di- I don't think he was a middle of the first round, right outside the lottery guy. And I definitely don't think – I Keontae George is nice, but I think Hood is a much better prospect and a much better fit for the Lakers. All right, so, again, you know, these podcasts in the middle of the summer, or start of summer, I guess, can be a little down, but we're going to get into some good boxing and MMA stuff here. Uh, Paul Diaz is changed to tw- 10 rounds for their August 5th bout in Dallas, Texas. You know, Nate Nate wanted it. He wanted 12. They met in an agreement at 10, so we're going to get Jake Paul's first ever 10-round fight. I'm excited. Will it go 10? I have my doubts. Nate needs to escape those first four. Can he? I can't wait to find out. Like I said, I have no idea on this one. Uh, Canelo signs a three-fight deal with PBC. He's going to take on Jamal Charlo, which this is a tough fight. This is not an easy fight for Saul Canelo Alvarez. Um, Jamal Charlo is no punk. Um, he is 32-0. and Again, you can argue the uh, the resume is not great. I still think he's an unbelievable champion. Um, probably his best win is Derevchenko. Um, this is a good test for Canelo. I'm glad it's not you know the big Saudi money fight grab. I'm glad it's going to be Jamal Jamal Charlo. And then you know I know he's on PBC, but man, I hope we can get Benavidez at some point. Man, really, I mean we need that fight. We need Benavidez versus Canelo bad. But a great fight. Can't wait for that one. That'll be in September. Uh, Wilder calls out Andy Ruiz. I'm guessing these uh, Saudi, these Saudi reports of that heavyweight tournament are falling apart because he's calling out Andy Ruiz. Uh, Ruiz responds. They have sent over the contract. I think Ruiz is down. I think that's what we're going to get next. We're going to get Deontay Wilder standing at six foot seven against five foot nine Andy Ruiz. It's going to be interesting. So some MMA stuff. Kanir Hamzat next. So Kanir. Uh, he was talking about it because I, I think that was like a rumored thing that would you fight Hamzat? And it was the question that was asked him. And he said, if they promise me that if I beat Hamzat that I'm getting the next title shot, I would do it. Because uh, I think he knows that he did just fight Izzy relatively recently. So I don't think that he's going to get the next title shot. I think he is going to fight one more. Um, yeah, if I, That's a great fight. That's a great fight. Kenyer's a stud. He just beat the shit out of Vittori. Kenyer's a stud. I am so down for that fight. I'm just so down to see Hamza fight somebody. I mean, I think I think I know what's going on, but let's just get, let's get a fight going, you know. Uh, Grosso Sevchenko two is set for September 16th in Vegas, and it will be a fight night. So I don't remember the last time that there was a non a title fight on a non pay per view. I would have to research that, but um, I'm a that's that's awesome. Uh, I think Alexa Grasso right now. I'd say she's going to win the rematch. 
Um, but I'm excited that that will be for free. That's really cool, and uh, I can't wait for that fight. Rose Namajunas moving up to 125 for her next fight. She's going to take on um, Manon Fierot on September 2nd. I'm guessing the September 2nd one, I wonder if that's the France card. I think it is the France card. The We're going to look at cards after, but I think that's the that'll be the co-main event to Gon versus Spivak. Uh, tough fight for Rose moving up. That's no easy customer in Fierot. Uh So we're gonna get in. We're gonna go. We're gonna talk about Nganu Jones. Then we're gonna get into my reactions. And then we'll look at cards. Why Nganu Jones is so easy to make, even with Nganu not in the UFC? Okay. Well, here's the thing. I've I've I love Dana White because of what he's done and how he's you know how he's fought his entire life to make the UFC what it is. You know he's he's been you know again obviously there's been owners you know the Fertettas and now WME but Dana White's been the face. Um, I don't understand what he's doing though. He's willing to make a Jones Fury crossover, which is obviously way harder to make than a Jones and Ganu cross promotion fight. And here's why. And Dana White, you know, if you if you're a casual fan, you're listening to this podcast. I'm gonna explain to you. Obviously, I think that most people that are casual into the UFC, they think that Dana White has all the power. Incorrect. Okay. If WME, the owners of the UFC, and the owners of PFL, and the people at Disney and ESPN said, we're going to make this fight happen, Dana White has no say in that at all. If ESPN and Disney said, well, we we are, you know, we platform both of you guys, and we want this to happen, and WME signs off, and the PFL owners sign off, it will happen. It's not, it's not hard. Again, but you're going to think by the media that Dana White has all the power as the president. No. If dub, if the owners of PFL and UFC and then Disney and ESPN were behind this and they were like, well, no, this this doesn't make sense why we're not going to do this. You're both under ESPN. Of course we're going to make this happen. This is a massive event. Dana White has no say. No say at all. This fight's relatively easy to make. But because of what Dana White puts out there, everyone thinks it's difficult to make. It's it's just not difficult to make at all. Nganu Jones is easy to make. But will WME just continue to sit there and ESPN be like, oh no, we'll listen to we'll listen to Dana. I love Dana. This is a time where WME and the people at Disney and ESPN need to say, Nope. Can't this one we're not we're not doing it. We're we're making this fight happen. Okay, so reactions to UFC Fight Night, Emmett versus Taporia. Taporia dominated Emmett. Let me get a drink real quick. I mean, absolutely dominated him for five rounds. Um, he's legit. He is absolutely legit. That was a dominant performance and just a master class. Uh, Barber TKO's he-boss in a war. That was unbelievable fight, and that was her best performance. She is continuously jumping up levels every time she gets back into the octagon. Um, I think she's going to fight for a title at some point and potentially win a title. I think she's just evolving ever so quickly. And uh, this was a great performance. Brendan Allen subs Bruno Silva. She'll get a high-ranked guy next. Yeah, Brendan Allen he, you know, got, got clipped a couple times on the feet, but I thought he looked really good. Uh you know, I don't think Brendan Allen's ever going to be a guy that's your champion, but I think he's a tough out for anybody. You see Brendan Allen cross the octagon, you know you're in for a night. You're in for a night, man. He's a tough guy. So let's get into what's next. We've got some other fighters. Uh, Randy Brown, yeah, subpar. 
I didn't think he looked too great. Got it done, though. Uh, I, I like Ponzinibbio next for him. Uh, Neil Magny, again, could have already lost that fight. Um, I'm going to go, I like a rematch with the leech, Li Jing Leon. Uh, Magny won back in 2018 via decision. I think it's a, it's a good time for a rematch there. Brendan Allen, like I said, a jump up. I think Jack Hermanson is the next step up. I think he deserves a guy that's right around that 10-9 area. I think Hermanson's the right guy. Hebos, uh, I think another prospect, you know, can can she knock off a prospect or can a prospect get a, get a, get, uh, get a name with a win? I think Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Hebos makes a ton of sense. For Macy Barber, I like Jennifer Maya. <coughs> Good test. I like that fight. I like that fight for Barber. For Emmett, you know, you're looking through, it's like who... Who's available? You know, you got a lot of guys that are, you know, a little down in the rankings or maybe even slightly above him that have been injured. I don't know when they're planning to fight, but I keep throwing this guy's name out there. He hasn't, it hasn't stuck. I'm going to go Brian Ortega, Josh Emmett. I think it's uh, a really fan favorite fight. I think it's a, uh, a very winnable fight for Ortega, but a tough fight at that. Another tough brawl, possibly in a war. I love that fight, though. I love Emmett versus Ortega. For Taporia, it's easy. One Volkanovski if Volk beats Yair. Because obviously if Yair wins, you're going to get a rematch with Yair and Volk. If they do want him to fight one more, I'm just going to go with his option. Max Holloway if it's in Spain. Why not give him, why not give him the, the, the fight back home in Spain against Holloway? But if not, there's no there, I don't need to see anything more. He should be fighting for the title next, and I think you will... Uh, what Volk's fighting in July. I think one of the year-end pay-per-views, you're going to get Taporia versus uh, Volkanovski. And that's a damn good fight. Um, so let's quickly go through some of the... Uh, let's go through just some of the... There's been some other fights that have been announced, I believe, on some of these upcoming cards. We'll just go till the last pay-per-view they have named. So this weekend, uh, interesting fight. Sean Strickland versus uh, Abuspian Magomedov. Don't know if I probably, did, probably butchered that, but that's okay. Tough guy. This will be an interesting fight. Uh, Isma Gulov versus Grant Dawson is a great fight. Max Griffin's on the card. Um, it's, a, it's a subpar fight. It's an Apex card. It is. It's an Apex card. Okay. Kevin Lee's on the card against Renat. Uh, that'll be interesting. Don't think that'll go well for Kevin Lee, but we'll see. And then uh, July 8th, we get the big one. Volk, Yair, Moreno. Um, is there any other fights that have been announced? What's going on here? Okay. So I'm guessing the main card's going to be... Okay, so here's the main card, sorry. Volkanovski, Yair, Moreno, Pantoja rematch in the co-main. Whitaker, Duplessis with title implications. Jalen Turner, Dan Hooker, fight of the night written all over it. Bo Nickel, Treshawn Gore. And then, geez, the prelims. Robbie Lawler, Nico Price, Sean Brady, Jack De La Maddalena, Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Minifield. That's an outstanding card. Uh, home versus Bueno Silva, and this has got to be shit. Uh, yeah, it's not good. I'm not even going to look at that one. This one, that's at the Apex, obviously. This one on July 22nd is at the O2, so it's a pretty good one. You got Aspinall, Tybura, Molly McCann versus Lenenko, Nathaniel Wood, Andre Feely, Paul Craig, Andre Munez, Jai Herbert, Fari Siam, Lerone Murphy versus Joshua Colibo, uh, Davy Grant's on the card, Mark Diakesi, Joel Alvarez, a great one, Caitlin Vieira, uh, Panny Kinizad, and then Barbarina versus uh, Muradov. Great, great fight night there. 
And then you go right into a pay-per-view again, July 29th. Poirier Gaethje, fucking God. It's going to be outstanding. Blahovich Pereira, Ferguson Green, Paulo Costa, Ikram Alexerov, Wonderboy Thompson, Michelle Pereira, Derek Lewis versus Mar- Marcos Rogerio de Lima, Kiesa, Kevin Holland. This card is loaded. I mean, for fuck's sake. Uh, then we get Sandhagen versus Nurmagomedov. This will be in Nashville. Um, don't think the card's completely filled out, but that's a great main event. Uh, then UFC on ESPN back at the Apex. Well, you do get Roundtree and Dawkins, but Luke and Dos Anjos main event should be a war. 292 is at the TD Garden, August 19th in Boston. This card's rounding out very well. Very, very well. You're going to get Sterling O'Malley, Whaley Jane, Lemos, Cejudo Vera, Font Song Yadong, Jeff Neal, Ian Gary, Cody Garbrandt, Mario Batista, Weidman Tavares, Petrovsky, Mearshart. Really good pay-per-view. I'm telling you, these end-of-the-year pay-per-views are going to be money. Uh, and this one's in Singapore, Holloway versus uh, Chan Sung Jun, the Korean Zombie. Co-main event's going to be Anthony Smith, Ryan Span 2. Don't understand that match. Make me, that's fine. I don't understand Holloway, Korean Zombie, but it is what it is. Uh, and then September 2nd in France, uh, Cyril Gon, Spivak in the main event. You also get, that's where we get Firo versus... Rose, and then you also get Ozdemir versus Osmot Mirzakhanov. Great fight, so great fight night so far there. Two ninety three. I don't know who they're putting to headline this, but uh, two ninety three. Who are they talking? September in Sydney. Possibly could be a double title fight. They just haven't named anything. This could be Izzy. Uh, you get uh, Kai Car France Manuel Cop on this card as well, and then the fight night. T Bumble. They're going to do it at T Mobile for a fight night. Wow. Grasso Sevchenko also on this card so far. Curtis, Chris Curtis, Anthony Hernandez. Okay. Like I said, you know, it can be a podcast can be a little more down, but you know, always can find stuff to talk about the NBA offseason and stuff like that, and just some way too early predictions and obviously combat sports all year round. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. I I mean I'm hoping. I think we should be good. Friday will be KB and the boys finally back again after another little hiatus. But you know, summer plans people doing stuff and you know it's kind of still obviously it's still kind of a downtime. but uh records go as we are me uh colby carter myself are 21 and 21 schmidt and nick have the lead at 22 19 and 1 uh so yeah well, we should be back friday with that uh but uh thank you guys for listening and we'll be back tuesday uh next week with a uh, unedited 100 thank you guys again peace